On today's show, car sales in Russia are getting worse. Is the Renault-Nissan alliance starting to fall apart? And why Mazda continues to pursue the rotary engine? All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily for December 15th of 2015. Only a few years ago, Russia was one of the brightest spots in the automotive industry. Things were so good, many analysts expected the country to pass Germany in car sales. Well, not anymore. Economic sanctions over the annexation of Crimea, along with cheap oil and gas prices, crippled the Russian economy. Last month, passenger vehicle sales plummeted more than 40% compared to last year. And it's not just with light vehicles. Medium and heavy-duty trucks dropped 8%, and buses were down 20%. Speaking of big rigs, while near-record car sales in the American market are hogging all the headlines, the medium and heavy truck segment is actually doing better. Whereas sales of light vehicles were up 10.5% in November, sales of medium and heavy-duty trucks shot up 31%. And so far this year, the big truck sales are growing twice as fast as the light vehicle market. And that's actually a good sign for the car market, because the big truck market is a leading indicator of where the economy is headed. Since truck sales are so strong, that is a signal that the U.S. economy will continue to grow, and that in turn will lead to more car sales. Still to come, there's a big fight brewing in Europe over how cars get tested for emissions. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion, and by Dow Automotive Systems, breakthrough technologies for lightweight vehicles. Volkswagen's diesel scam helped kick off a big argument in Europe over how cars get tested for emissions. If you look at the official regulations, Europe has the toughest emission standards in the world. But when you look at how cars are actually tested, it turns out those standards are pretty easy. For example, diesels are allowed to exceed NOx limits by 400 to 500%. So now environmental regulators want to make the test tougher. European automakers proposed a compromise that still exceeds NOx limits by 110% until 2020 and 50% after that. Environmentalists are completely opposed to that. And now the entire European Parliament will vote on what to do, which promises to be a bruising political fight. There are 751 politicians in the EU Parliament, and this could go on forever. You know, we've got a great Christmas special coming up on Autoline After Hours on Thursday. In addition to handing out our presents and lumps of coal, we'll have the Motor City Corral in the studio. Formerly known as the General Motors Chorus, it traces its roots back to 1933 when GM sponsored the group, which then had up to 450 members. Though GM no longer sponsors them, we figured with that kind of automotive background that they're perfect to perform on after hours. Check out the story by Mark Phelan in today's Detroit Free Press for more information about the choir, and then join us on Autoline After Hours to get in the holiday spirit. You know, we've seen car companies join forces over the years. They seem to come with a bang, only to fizzle out for one reason or another. But for 16 years, the Renault-Nissan alliance has been going strong, although now it looks like it could be in some trouble. The struggles began when the French government 
set out to double its voting power at Renault and wants to block a full merger of the two companies. Nissan does not like that idea at all. And now CEO Carlos Ghosn says, and I quote, It's very likely that in the future, this present system of one CEO for two companies will not continue. Well, here's our Autoline Insight. This sets up a big battle over who's really going to be in charge, the Japanese or the French. We're not saying the alliance will fall apart, but it's safe to say this one is in danger of starting to fray at the fringes. Mazda is the only car company still working on Wankel engines. And coming up next, we'll explain why. For the people at Dow, racing is a sport and a science. We enjoy one and learn from the other. But like most competitive people, we like winning at both. This is the human element at work. Dow. Mazda is a company that marches to the beat of its own drum. And one of the ways that shows up is its pursuit of the rotary engine. So why is a relatively small car company pouring so much money and effort into an engine that has limited appeal? On last week's Autoline After Hours, we were joined by Robert Davis, the head of the company's operations in the U.S., and he explained why that engine is so important to the company. So it allows us to do a couple of things. It allows us to use the same technology potentially for electrification and, and generation. Uh, the rotary engine is very good at a fixed RPM and a fixed load level and can become so very be efficient. non-automotive applications. Right. Yeah. Or even electrification of our own vehicles, because we all know by 2020, 2021, that part of your fleet's going to have to have uh, some kind of combined electrification to go along with it. So there's a lot of opportunities out there. From the standpoint of our resources, uh, we've got a select group of people working on it. Uh, they're smart guys, and uh, I think uh, I don't I don't know that I would ever second guess the allocation of our resources because in the past ten years it's been pretty spot on. Well, you guys a few years ago showed the possibility of using the rotary engine to be powered by hydrogen, saying mm -hmm. that basically, hey, we've got it um, ready on the shelf here. Do you do you still see that as being a possibility? Yeah, I mean we see the the hydrogen solution. You know, similar to Toyota, sees the hydrogen solution as the the way to move, you know, the mechanism of electric, make it mobile. Mm -hmm. um, so whether it's fuel cells or compressed hydrogen, it is, in my mind, the way to 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 make it as easy as gasoline. And at some point, we've got to get over that step. And the pure electrification guys and the hydrogen fuel cell compressed hydrogen guys have to come together because as long as they're, they're arguing about it, nobody's moving mm -hmm. as far forward as we can. Um, but batteries still have to go a long way before they become acceptable for even 50% of the, of the customers. Mm -hmm. So those, those two groups do need to get together to move the whole system forward. So, yeah, I think that's the long-term that's long, probably happened way beyond my lifespan, but uh, that's the only thing I can see. If you want to learn more about Mazda and why it's so unique, check out that entire show right now on our website or on our YouTube channel. That wraps up today's report. Thank you for watching.